Good evening, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. We are coming at you live tonight. We were. Uh, this is the Golden Broom Show. I am one of your hosts, George Hancock, joined with the legend himself, Propeller Head, Mr. Vandy Chris. And uh, we are going to be having a great show for you tonight. We're getting started a little bit late. See, That's okay. And, and it's official now. I even have my own keychain with a propeller. See? <laughs> Official. Officially, officially the the propeller head. You heard it for, here first. Breaking news. Um, yeah, we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, it, it is College World Series is over, so we're going to wrap up College World Series. We're going to look at the uh, the Jello shot final count, um, and we're going to go through LSU's path uh, to and through Omaha, and we'll even preview some of twenty twenty four. So let's get it started. This is the Golden Broom Show. Hmm, I just love that. Yeah, we. Uh, you notice I've gotten pretty good with my switch to shut off the dancing. <laughs> you sure are. You sure have. I'm. I'm over here just beepopping and dancing. And <laughs> um, yeah, we got again. We got a great show for you tonight. Um, we got a lot to talk about, man. It's this has been a fun season. Fun season of baseball, and uh, we have to apologize first and foremost. You not see Cody here tonight. He is still celebrating. Poor man's got himself a major hangover, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll see Cody uh, soon. Uh, but you know his his LSU Tigers they took the title. The man has a right to celebrate. I'm sure Florida fans everywhere are getting tired of hearing Cody uh, talk, and they're probably looking at him about like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so first and foremost, congrats to the LSU Tigers for their seventh NCAA title. Man, uh, something else. But before we get into any baseball, um, I, I want to, on behalf of the Golden Broom Show and all of us here, um, College Baseball Smack, uh, and I'm sure anybody watching, um, had some devastating news out of Arkansas today that Ryan Mallett, uh, the quarterback uh, for Arkansas um, years past, the last time they were good. Last time they were good, pretty much. <laughs> he was one of the best quarterbacks uh, that Arkansas had in the uh, 2011 season, being one of them. Um, has passed away uh, at the age of 35. He drowned in Florida in a rip current. Um, and uh, it just goes to show you, you can never be too careful. And it doesn't matter if you're a star athlete, rip currents will take you. So uh, keep that in mind. Um when you're out to the beach, I actually go to the to the beach here in a few weeks myself. I don't swim in the ocean for that reason. So, um, but all jokes aside, uh, to Ryan Mallett's family, um, our condolences, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Um, and uh, we we just uh, we really uh, feel for uh, everything that uh, Ryan Mallett has brought to the table as far as Arkansas is concerned. So, yeah. That being said, let's. Uh, Let's get to some baseball. Um, what a World Series, man! Um, what was what was kind of what was your favorite uh, favorite moments of the World Series? I loved watching Oral Roberts. I just really, you know, mm -hmm. what that team brought to the table and their mannerisms. I got to become acquainted with Adam Hillebrandt, their play-by-play mm -hmm. -play announcer. Uh, great dude. Uh, love to see him get a big time job somewhere, but you know, that's mm -hmm. he loves what he's doing at Oral Roberts. Mm -hmm. uh, I liked, you know, every game except for the last two. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much yeah. every game going down to the last two was, yeah, you know, decided in the late innings. Yep. And, 
were very competitive. Even mm-hmm. even TCU knocking out Oral Roberts. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the score. I think it was what six to one. They had the bases loaded in the ninth mm-hmm. inning. So yep. that game, despite the score, was competitive till the end. Agreed. And you know, I just loved watching them and learning more about their program, their coaching staff, um, what some of their players have been through. We hear our friend Randy Jowers talk all the time about throwing a game and what they do over in off the bench. Mm-hmm. But the players tell their stories. Uh, some of them Oral Roberts cats got some really good stories. Yeah, uh, they really I, I do. That was my favorite part. Yeah, I, they were definitely the Cinderella of the tournament. Um, you know, we always have we have one of those, uh, arguably in every major sport every year. Um, basketball being the the Cinderella, uh, you know, t- kind of ambiance. But uh, I think Oral Roberts was a surprise to most. Um, I think that uh, you know they can. <laughs> They certainly do not have to hang their head in shame. They showed up to the College World Series, competed very well uh, to much more, I would say, established programs. Um, and a lot of what they did was, you know, heart. Um, and I'd have to agree with you. That's probably one of my favorite moments of the World Series is um, is watching Oral Roberts compete like they did. So, um But uh, yeah, I I think uh, I, I'm with you. The last two games were man, it was just like oh, you had such good games all the way through, and then it was just a straight up blast fest. Well, and and let, that reminded me of something that brings back nightmares all the time for me. So you notice in the second game. Hmm. LSU started throwing these pitchers that hadn't pitched the entire postseason. Mm-hmm. Some of them haven't hadn't pitched in over a month. Mm-hmm. And what you could you could see once it got out of hand, Jay Johnson made a concerted effort. He was selling out for Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen this before. Yep. Tim Corbin did it in 2021. Mm-hmm. Against Mississippi State in game two when it got out of every single pitcher that pitched in game two in 2021 for Mandy mm-hmm. was a freshman. Mm-hmm. And you could see Corbin was selling out to win the to win game three. Mm-hmm. Now unfortunately it didn't work out as well for us as what it did for Jay Johnson. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think that goes back to what I've said on here previously that I really liked LSU's bats against mm-hmm. CAGs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a weird dynamic. Eight of his last 10 starts, he never made it out of the fourth inning, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I don't know why. He's got good stuff. Yeah. But once it goes away, it goes away quick. Yep. And LSU was able to expose it. Yep. Well, and and we had talked about that. If CAGS pitches, they're in trouble. Florida's in trouble. Um, I, I don't. I, I think I actually mentioned it, but I think it was actually um, Florida against uh, TCU. I think is when I, I mentioned it. If CAGS pitches, then that they're in trouble, and we didn't see it then because they didn't. He didn't need to. Um, but. Uh, you know, TCU had a good run, but Florida just – they just – they hit when they needed to um, to get there. But – I and and I will say this because I said at the end, end of the series, you know, game one was your ace against your ace. And it was a amazing, amazing um, game. You know, LSB went four to three. Um that was, that was a really good, hard-fought game. Um, that was a com- it, there was a combined effort of LSU's bullpen, who remind everybody who's watched from the beginning of the season 
we all said uh, LSU's pitching is suspect. And unless they clean that up, they're not going to have a very good shot. And, Mm -hmm. man, hats off to them. They cleaned it up and in a big way because I I think – I don't have the numbers in front of me, but their ERA has dropped dramatically since, uh, you know, even the middle of the season. Um, you know, these bullpen guys. and with, with the exception of Sunday's game, yeah, LSU's bullpen did not give up a single run. Well, they gave up two last night. Mm-hmm. But other than that, other than that and Sunday, they didn't give up a single run in the College World Series. And Sunday was giving up all those runs as a product of using guys that weren't being used. That is, that's, and we see now why they weren't being used. Mm-hmm. So that's really weird. A couple of dynamics I wanted to pick up on. Yeah. The curse of the number one seed is yep. alive and well. Yeah. And it's a real thing. Yes, it is. Um, yes, it is. And the second one, and I only went back as far as 2014. Mm-hmm. But since 2014, every team that has gone undefeated to get to the finals has lost in the finals and mm. did not win. Every every team that had that extra day of rest mm-hmm. since 2014 has lost in the finals. That's a weird, weird, weird dynamic. It is. I don't know what that is. Do you get lackadaisical? Do you just, I, I don't know, you lose that, I guess, that head of steam that you had. In the, I, don't, I don't know what that is, but you're right. I mean, there is a very strange mantra of a curse um, on the number one seed. Um, I, and, and Wake was close. Give Wake credit. They were yeah. very, very close. And mind that, you, if... If Trey Morgan don't make that play that I'm he telling made, you, I'm <laughs> telling you, that would they be get sent home. Exactly, and that is that was that baseball is a game of inches. If Trey Morgan was a few inches uh, back, farther back, play, yeah, I mean, you would have saw a totally different outcome. So, yep. I. It's Wake was real close, and I don't think they they uh, they fall off the wagon because um, I, I don't know. They're losing a lot. Are they We're, losing quite a bit? And, and we'll talk about that yeah. later on when we get up to the uh, the portal and coaches and stuff. Yeah. Preview yeah. on twenty four. Wake Forest is losing quite a bit off that team. Yeah, and yeah, we will. I forgot about that. They did have some updates in that, but. Um, but you know, you, at the end of the day, you did have the two best teams in the College World Series in the final. I'll, yeah. I, we we can all agree on that. the The one thing, and this is what stuck out to me, Florida, Florida, when it needed, when it didn't need to, because it's we've one, seen it all it's year. A, it's one thing you can count on is yeah. Kevin Sullivan choking when it matters. I it, it just and it made no sense to me. Because you had him, you had him dead it's a, to rights. And it's almost, it's almost like Kevin Sullivan mm-hmm. gets gets the blinded by the deer look in his eyes. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah, and and Florida just they they hit, um, but man, their pitching it, it just fell off the wagon, and and so much so if. Everyone remember um, that, uh, you know, I, I, I said Skeens throws 120 pitches in, in to, to get to the finals. We won't see him the rest of the series. And I said it would it would more than likely hurt LSU unless their bullpen stood up. And, of course, they did. We, we see now they didn't need Skeens at all. He just was able to sit there and celebrate. Um, and I, I think Jay Johnson did a phenomenal – job at uh, always making it look like Skeens was going to go in so that it kind of has that that uh, that that cloud of uh, are we are we gonna are we gonna have to hit against this guy again Mm -mm. Um, he didn't need to in in that type of a game where 
it's just home run after home run after home run, and Florida's just throwing everybody they have out there just to try to finish this game out. You don't need to put your put the number one overall pick um, in. So, and, and I'm glad you mentioned Paul Skeens and mm-hmm. and that. I have a hot take. Well, let's hear it. And I've seen so much of this over the last 24 hours mm-hmm. about LSU buying a championship. Yeah. My hot take is no, they did not buy a championship. Mm-mm. And let me and let me say, I even had a guy go as far as if Paul Schemes isn't at LSU, they don't win a champ. Paul Schemes didn't even pitch in the final series. Mm-hmm. So put that put that mess to bed right now. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of see where he's coming from because there's several games that Paul Skeens doesn't do. They don't get to where they are. But it, to your to your point, he didn't have to play in the in the finals. He didn't, so he didn't, he didn't he didn't throw a single pitch in the final series. No, nope. So so that's he's not the reason. He's the mm-hmm. reason they won it. Mm-mm. Did he have a big effect on that team? Yes. But LSU did not buy a championship. Mm-mm. You can say all you want to about their portal and their transfers and NIL stuff. Mm-hmm. Out of their four portal players, one of them was an everyday player. Yep. And that was Tommy White. Mm-hmm. Granted, he brought some juice to that lineup. But you take guys like Dylan Cruz, mm-hmm. Trey Morgan. Mm-hmm. Cade Beloso, uh, Braden Jobert, mm-hmm. Malazzo, all these guys that were high school signees and went straight to LSU out of high school. Yep. You're, you're doing a disservice to those guys. Agreed. By saying they bought a championship because those are homebred guys that didn't transfer in there. Agreed. And they had just as much to do with that as anybody else. Mm-hmm. So that's my hot take. Wanted to get it off my chest. I'm glad you let me do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not letting you do anything. <laughs> um, I, I agree entirely. Um, I mean, the, the, and everybody knows my stance on LSU. Um, I'm an Arkansas fan, always will be. But to say that they bought a championship, we've seen how that's happened, that that works in the past. AM tried to do it last year in football, failed miserably. Um, that's not what, what happened here. And, and also, this is a prime example that I have always said from the beginning. If you get guys who want to play in your program, it is better off than getting maybe somebody talented who wants to come over and make some money. Mm-hmm. That is that is always going to be the case for me, um, and no one's going to tell me otherwise because it, it, the transfer portal or not, these guys chose to play at LSU – they could have left. They could have left, went all over the country and done many great things. They chose to do it for LSU. So, um, and now we see, I believe the projected MLB draft is Skeens, uh, Cruz, and um, Dugas, one, two, three, going in the draft. Um, oh, wow. I hadn't, I, I hadn't seen Dugas up there that much. I, I'm a, Well, I'm going to pull it up. Maybe I'm wrong, but. Um, <clears throat> hang on, I'll, I'll, uh, I think Wyatt Langford's up there. Langford's up there too. Um, what is it? Projected? I can't remember exactly what it's projected. One, two, and three. I know they said it last night. Um, I don't know. It doesn't show. Be oh, because it's not 2023, George. It's 2024. Uh. It'll be the 2023 draft. It would be the 23 draft. That's talking about Jack. Caglion, that's not. Uh, So the the 23 draft, the top five I've seen are uh, Skeens, Cruz, Langford, Max Clark, and I want to say Trey Morgan. Oh, here it is. Dylan Cruz, Skeens, and Langford. That's the one, two, three. Sorry. So you got two out of LSU, one out of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the high school kid, Max Clark. Yep. And uh, that that's what it is. Uh, Skeens. But, but I mean, 
well, this one's got it flipped. They have Dylan Cruz first, Skeens second. I've mm-hmm. I've seen it way too many times where Skeens is I've first. seen it both ways, yeah. Yeah, I, whichever way. You still have two of this championship team that are going one and two in the draft. Um that I don't know. I don't know that's ever been done. I was about to say, I don't think that's ever happened on a college team. And I, I know, I've heard go ahead. I know three times we've had three guys off of one team go in the first round. Yeah. But I don't know that we've ever had two guys off of one team go one two. Mm-mm. And I mean, you look at the two guys we're talking about, their performance on the field says it all, and rightfully so. Um, I believe that's deserving of one and two. Yep. I don't think there's two better players that are eligible for the draft um, that that contributed as much as they did. So um, I think Paul Skeens gets drafted by somebody and he starts striking out MLB hitters uh, immediately. That guy is just a generational type talent. Um, Dylan Cruz, you could put him on a triple A team and he'd probably play better than some of the guys on there. So, uh, it, it just it's it's remarkable to see mm-hmm. that in in our our lifetime. Um, and there's there's just so much you can talk about LSU and how much of a powerhouse team. The last thing we'll say about it um, is, and and then we'll move on to something else. But um, there's been a lot of talk. Is this the greatest team ever um, to hit the field? Now I. I can't speak for that because I, I don't. I that's that's what I'm saying. I don't think they're the greatest team ever. Um, I think by far and by and large they were the greatest team on uh, paper and on the field this year, uh, as far as yeah. talent wise. Yeah, uh, there's no question there. Did they falter in the middle of the year? Yes, their pitching was suspect. We called it from the beginning, um, and any team at any given time has a crack in anybody. But once it was postseason baseball and we saw the easiest path, and this is what I'm going to get to, um, their path to Omaha and through Omaha was probably the easiest, arguably, of any team that went. Florida had had some – was a little easier, uh, and, and, you know, than, than some. But, I mean, you look at the draw they got in the regional, that was a cakewalk for LSU. The Super Regional wasn't all that hard and difficult either. Um, and then they just get to uh, – and, they, and they're and they on the right side of the bracket to to make a pretty good run in, um, in the College World Series and meet Wake, who everybody wanted them to meet. Because um, the, the – I remember nope. – The only two teams ranked number one all year. Right. And so, you know, the path to – um, the finals was through that number one, um, and I don't know how many people. Were, well, Wake's got their number. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think LSU is going to be able to get through Wake, and they proved them wrong. Um, but you know, it, their their path was easier than some. Um, but when it mattered most, I would say they probably had the best postseason in baseball than any other team uh, mm-hmm. in in the country just based off of their performance. So um see and, but, and for the for the greatest ever discussion. Mm-hmm. You got twenty nineteen Vandy. Mm-hmm. First team to win sixty games in the super regional era. Mm-hmm. Um you got twenty eighteen Oregon State. Mm-hmm. They had 15 guys go in the major league draft. That's right. unheard of. Yeah. Um, you got a Wichita State team that won 74 games. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just such a th- I don't think they're in the discussion as the greatest ever. Mm-mm. Um, I've even seen some LSU fans say 97 LSU is better than this team. Mm. And, you know. And, and I respect them being honest about that mm-hmm. and not just saying, oh, yeah, we're the greatest ever. Yeah. You know? But and I'm not saying Vandy 2019 because I'm a Vanderbilt fan. I'm, yeah. The reality is they are in the discussion, whether people like that or not, is mm-hmm. they're the first to win 60 game in the Super Regional era. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to tip your cap to them. 
Yep. For doing that. Yep. So. Yeah. And two final thoughts, because uh, I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but some of my two, two of my most favorite moments in the world series um, is when they beat Wake Forest and it was reported that they were waiting for them at the hotel um, and embraced all those guys um, and, you know, in, in good sportsmanship and all that kind of stuff. So I thought that was a really cool story. I thought that was, that was really, you don't see that very often. Um, and we know that some sports basketball being the, the target is the handshake needs to go because people can't take a loss or take a win or whatever. Um, it's good to see that that hasn't trickled over into baseball um, as far as sportsmanship goes. I know they don't do it on the field anymore, but um, to hear that happen off the field, they stayed in the same hotel was awesome. Um, and then you got to love it. Malazzo, Malazio, how do you say Malazzo? Yeah. Can't say his last name. Goes down, gets the boot. He's sitting on the bench. And who carries him into the dog pile? None other than Paul Skeens. That was that was, quite, that was pretty cool. That was quite honestly the best, and that shows what type of dude Paul is. Well, um, and and I can take that. Paul Skeens is that dude, mm-hmm. and by that he transferred last year from Air Force. Air Force, yep. And I don't think it comes as any uh, shock that his final two choices were. Vanderbilt and LSU. He went mm-hmm. to LSU, mm-hmm. but he had a teammate there named um, Sawyer Hawks, mm-hmm. who was a reliever at Air Force this year with the 284 ERA that decided to transfer. Mm-hmm. That reached out to Paul Skeens for advice on the process. Yeah. And Paul Skeens told him you know surround yourself with people that are going to make you better Hmm. and when Sawyer Hawks would mention people to Paul Skeens he he would tell him what he thought and he asked about Scott Brown at Vanderbilt and Paul Skeens said he's a dude you can't go wrong with going there and Sawyer Hawks has decided to go to Vanderbilt as a transfer based on the advice that he got from Paul Skeens, where he's not just saying, hey, come to LSU and be in a homer like that. He's saying, go what works for you. Right. And, yeah. you know, just because I didn't go there doesn't mean this guy's not a great coach. Mm-hmm. You know, and I respect I respect the fire out of that. Yeah. See, I, and while we're on Omaha, we do have two more two more topics in Omaha to cover. Yes, um, you always hear us talk about grow the game. Yes, and you know, trying to expand our our platform. You know, mm-hmm. what about this number? Three hundred and ninety-two thousand at the College World Series this year. A lot of purple and yellow. A lot the of most, the most ever attended college world series. I was told five years ago, there's a radio host that's based in Nashville that happens mm-hmm. to be on a national platform. Now mm-hmm. uh, I like to refer to him as a clay Travis clone. Okay. Yep. His name is Chad Whitthrow. Okay. Yeah. I don't mind calling out the name. Yeah. Chad Withrow says college baseball is a niche sport and nobody likes it. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what, brother? Three hundred ninety-two thousand say you're wrong. Yep. And when you have college baseball games outdrawn the major league. Yep. On ESPN, you can't say nobody likes it. When you have two million viewers on ESPN watching college baseball games. Yep. You got something good going on there. Agreed, and I mean, I've said it from the beginning. That's why I love. I I, I don't. I don't even watch major league. I I, I, I literally would fall asleep. Like, and it, well, well, you got to support the players in college. Sure, I support them from a distance. I'm not going to watch them play because it is boring for me. 
I have not watched a major league baseball game since the strike season of 1992. It's just, it's so boring. When you get to that level, it's nothing but just monster hit after monster hit or strikeout or what there's no, there's nothing to it anymore. Um, And it is just so boring. College you have, I, I don't know what it is. There's an energy um that is attached to it you know you see the kids amped up and and energetic and stuff when you when they get to the majors it's like oh this is my job this is just what i do i don't really care i get a paycheck i go home it's boring and um so i the the to say that nobody likes college baseball that's just that's ridiculous um and the college baseball fans showed up and showed out um, cause I guarantee you there was fans and I saw one of them, uh, I, one guy there, he was in an Arkansas Jersey, um, was sitting there in the group of LSU fans. He was just there to watch. Yeah. Arkansas did, wasn't even anywhere near, uh, in that tournament, but he was there. And that yeah. goes, to, that goes to show you, Hey, that's a guy that just likes the game. Yeah. Um, and there are not, he's not the only one. There's a lot of people that were there to support whoever they just wanted to go to the college world series because it's there and it's fun. So, and, and speaking of fans, Mm. um, there's a competition in Omaha Mm -hmm. and let's tell the background of this competition. Yeah. Tell everybody about it. So this pizzeria in Omaha holds a contest every year. Mm -hmm. You can buy jello shots. To rep your team. Mm-hmm. Now, whether they all get drank or not, it's another story. But mm-hmm. you know, but what they do, they charge five dollars for a Jello shot, and then one dollar of that Jello shot goes to a local food bank in the town of the college, mm-hmm. and another dollar of it goes to a food bank in Omaha. Mm-hmm. So you're taking just about half the cost of the Jello shot is going out into donations to feed the hungry. Mm-hmm. Now, take a look at these numbers. Incredible amount of people. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even see this final one. That to, is shock. To know, to know that that many people are spending spending five dollars. Yeah. To you know, knowing that part of their cost is going to help others. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, people play around with this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. We saw where Joe Burrow yesterday spent what forty five hundred dollars on Jello shots or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Bought like Just, three rounds for everybody in the building or something. So I can't remember yeah, what it was. It was crazy amount of money yeah. he spent. Yeah. Well, I mean, but the game, was that's, called, that's he, a he, he actually called them rally shots. That's a drop <laughs> in the bucket for him. So right. I mean that's that's a tax write off. But that that is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Going out to uh to to needy families and mm-hmm. help put food on their table. Mm-hmm. So credit to the fans for showing up and showing out at Rocco's this year. That that's amazing. Yeah, yeah and I'll 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 spin it to the funny side of things. I saw a graphic one time that said uh it was something about the uh, Cajuns really know how to handle their, their booze or something. And it was, there was three examples. And one of them was uh, because Atlanta ran out of beer. The yep. year that LSU went, yep. uh, the stadium ran out of beer. Um, and then I think it was, was it Kentucky? 2019 when they played at Vanderbilt in football. Yeah. Yes. And, they were out at the bars on Friday night drinking yeah. and yep. then started drinking early on Saturday yeah, Nashville, morning. Nashville was ran out of beer. The too. bars <laughs> ran out of booze <laughs> because they didn't get their delivery before they started drinking. 
That is, and then to see that number sixty eight thousand eight hundred eighty eight Jello shots. I mean, and that's, and that's with a twenty four hour stoppage <laughs> in the contest because they ran out of Jello shots. <laughs> that is just ridiculous. And I, I, truth be told, probably we we can say half of those probably never got drank, but right. still. 30 plus something thousand jello shots drank. My God. Oh, they um, had 68,000. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, okay, <laughs> just in theory, half of them. If you drink if, half of them, that's a lot of drinking. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You drink half of them, that's. In 10 God. days. Well, yeah. 13, 12 days. Because what was the previous record? 18,000? 18, 18,000 by Ole Miss last year. 68,000. That record ain't never getting broke. <laughs> I no, I don't care if. Oh man, I don't see that ever even so, coming close. That is ridiculous. Do Do you want to hit on the portal news first or uh, coaching news? I say we go portal news because we have breaking news. Yeah, let's do the breaking news first. In the transfer portal, you have breaking news: Connor Peebles. Mm-hmm. From North Carolina State has mm-hmm. committed to Tennessee. Yep. That's a huge hit for them. That's a huge, huge hit for them. A huge get for them. Yep. I'm sure Randy is doing backflips in his hotel room right now. Well, would you would you rather land him or lose Chase Burns? Because it became official today. Chase Burns is in the transfer portal. I saw that. And and it may, it begs a question of where the heck does he think he's going to go? Um, um, I have a sneaking suspicion. I I know, <sighs> I know where certain people have told me he's going, mm-hmm. and I know what certain people have told me. The three the three schools involved in this are. Mm. So I don't want to give up too much information that I've been told Mm. or break the news for anybody else because that's not my spot. True. You know, can you, can you at least tell me if there's a chance that I might be happy in this conversation? Um, no, I didn't think so. But I can tell you this Tennessee fans being mad at Vanderbilt over Chase Burns transfer. Yeah. Vanderbilt didn't have a hand in it. Yeah, figured. <laughs> they just mad because he grew up a Vandy fan, and he's in the portal, so they automatically assume, mm-hmm. oh, he's going to Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Tim Corbin's cheating. It's always mm-hmm. Tim Corbin's fault. Always. Yeah. Now, <laughs> that's we'll be following North that Carolina State. very closely. <laughs> Follow that very closely for sure. Um, there's been some pretty crazy portal news. Um, but that one, that one might take the cake. I was not expecting yeah. Chase Burns to jump in. I, I heard there was rumors, but you heard it here first. It is officially official. Um, I may have mentioned that last week that I heard some rumors on the radio show that yep. they were saying, "What if Chase Burns transfers?" Mm-hmm. So I, I'm thinking they may have heard something. Yep. Well, and I guess it depends on what type of recruiting class you got coming in. Um, you know what type of dudes you got coming and i in that aspect i'm glad that you know as far i guess we can because well let's let's get to coaching news let's not jump off subject you said there was coaching news what's coaching news um miami finally hired their guy yesterday Mm -hmm. and this resume is quite impressive (laughs) some kind of resume holy cow 46 draft picks. He's been to 22 NCAA tournaments. He's had 19 All-ACC honorees, 12 All-Americans, uh, 12 freshman All-Americans. Golly. He's been to the World Series 10 times. Wow. He's already in the Miami Hall of Fame. Hmm. His, re- his number is retired at Miami. <laughs> He's the winningest pitcher in Miami history. Wow. 
they got their they got their dude. Yeah, and the cool thing about baseball is this kind of dude will produce results. Um, I think so. In in baseball, this it's easier I think to produce results as a mm-hmm. former player as it is say football or basketball or somewhere around that. Um, just because there's there's a lot more to it, I feel. Baseball doesn't change all that much. Um, and you you see former players really do um, get the respect and um, and they have success for the most part. So that's a heck of a and, resume. So and, and more portal news, uh, two starters at Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sasir and Conrad. Yeah. Have both entered the transfer portal. That's going to affect that program in a in a negative light. Yeah, I was I jumped the gun a little too early. Um, I read that as well after you said, "Oh no, they're losing a bunch." I didn't realize that they were losing two starters to the portal. Yeah, um, and 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 their uh, man, Rhett Lyler. Oh yeah, and the performance he put on against LSU. Yeah, that was uh that that kid was walking around in the dugout. Yep, and his arm was just hanging there. Yep, <laughs> he couldn't even move his arm when he was walking. He was just hanging, and it looked like it looked like he had a dead arm. Yep, and then he goes out there and throws a masterpiece like he did. I, I mean. How do you do ask, it? I don't, I don't know. I, that was just something. And the battle between him and Skeens is what people have been wanting all year long. And, and they, they got it. it. They got it. And it was a beauty. Yep. Yep. So, um, but yeah, I, I, the the, uh, the portal um, hasn't even really got it heat, heating up, heated up yet. I mean, we're, we're seeing some transfers. We're seeing dudes enter. We won't know what the rosters look like for, I'd say, probably until the end of summer ball um, before we really know the the gist of it. Because I think there'll be some guys that will enter the portal late. I think um, there'll be some uh, some news break um, later on during summer ball and maybe even, mm-hmm. maybe even later than that. But um, we'll, we'll see. I, I I do know us hog fans. We have something to celebrate because we we pulled it off. We have the number one recruiting class coming in, and I have looked at the resumes of these guys that we got coming. I, I don't even remember all the names, but holy smokes, do we have some studs uh, coming in next year? And I think oh. we lose. We may lose one or two of them um, to the draft. What? Are, are you uh, had some more breaking news in the portal earlier today? Yeah, Wichita State two-way standout Peyton Toll. Peyton Toll entered entered the portal. He entered the portal a while back. He committed to TCU today. TCU. And he struck out ninety-seven and in eighty-five innings this year, and he hit three eleven with thirteen homers and fifty RBIs. Wow. So, what a job that uh, – how, how do you say his name? Sargusa? Or Sir, how do you say Kirk it? Kirk Sarloos. Kirk Sarloos. I don't know why I want to say Sargusa. I don't even know who that is. Sarloos. What a job Sarloos has done um, at TCU. And uh, I'm sure they're going to be dogs next year. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited. Um, and I think uh, – what – I guess we'll get to the preview um, since we're since we're we're down that road. What do you what do you see? Well, first let's start with the defending champs because I actually was looking at it. Previewing next year's roster is an interesting one. Jay's got his work cut out for him because um, we talked about it. Dylan Cruz, Paul Skeens gone. Um, the the ones that are expected back. All right, are um, Tommy White and Thatcher Hurd are expected to be headliners returning next season's team. 
Um, we know what White did and and Hurd did. Those are going to be two staples for the program. All the freshmen are expected to come back. Jared Jones, Gavin Gendry, uh, Griffin Herring, Paxton King, Brady Neal, all are going to play di- bigger roles um, with uh, <clears throat> on next year's team. Let's see. Um, here's all the guys that are going to be departing. Dylan Cruz, Trey Morgan, Ty Floyd, Paul Skeens, Cade Beloso, Gavin Dugas, and Jordan Thompson. They're gone. You're That's not going to have hit. That is a major, major hit. Who may be there, and this is a maybe, is Braden Jobert, Alex Malazzo, Nate Ackenhausen, uh, Javen Coleman, uh, Ben Nippolt, uh, Christian Little, Riley Cooper, Garrett Edwards, and Hayden Travinsky. All of them are eligible return, but could all leave for the NBA. Or NBA. Oh, my gosh. MLB. It's late. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think they do very well in the NBA draft. Um, could leave for the MLB. And that is pretty gnarly as far as how many players go. Do we see um, upwards of... 10 players going into this year's draft, or do you think it's going to be less than that? They'll probably, I'm saying they'll probably lose about eight or nine. I think a couple might come back. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a manageable number, but if I'm Jay Johnson, I better be working on it right now to figure out who I'm going to put in those spots because those are major holes that you're going to have to fill out, figure out how to fill. And you just and, and I'm I'm just gonna say it because we've seen what Ole Miss and Mississippi State have done after they win the title. Jay Johnson better look at those two programs and go, okay, how do I keep that from happening? Because I it, it is it is it is beyond me, and we've talked about it all year long. How in the world did Mississippi State and Ole Miss win titles? And then literally fall to the bottom of the barrel. Um, I know that they lost a bunch of guys, but it, it, it falls on the coach to get in the transfer portal. You just won the, the College World Series. Get in the transfer portal. Get your guys. Get set up for next year. And I think we'll see a lot of that with Jay. But I mean, he better use those two programs as an example of what not to do. Because if LSU comes out next year and lays an egg, uh, it's well, going to be. Man. Let's be fair. That's what Mississippi State did. They used the transfer portal to rebuild, and it hasn't worked. In nope. fact, Lane Forsythe, one of the recruits that he brought in, mm-hmm. play, played a masterful College World Series in 2021, mm-hmm. transferred to Oklahoma State today. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's – and that just goes to show you sometimes, you know, it seems like, man, these guys played really good with this program. How come they're not doing very good on this one? Because they're not a good fit. You fit in certain programs and you don't in others. And, um, I, man, and, I don't know. and that's what Tim Corbin looks for. He looks for a fit. Mm-hmm. It's not that he won't use the transfer portal, but you have to be able to get in academically first. Mm-hmm. And then you have to fit. You know, and that's what he looks for. I think Spencer uh, Sawyer Hawk is uh, an amazing fit for Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. And let's be real. Um, Cecile from Wake Forest is an amazing fit mm-hmm. at Vanderbilt. Whether mm-hmm. he goes to Vanderbilt or not is another story, but he's mm-hmm. an amazing fit. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I'm more about building it the old school way. You go yep. out, you recruit your guys, you bring them in, you develop them on your own, and you don't go reach out for other people's uh, developed talent. Right. I I agree. And that's why I'm tickled pink that we have the number one recruiting class because we're doing it the old school way. The, the transfer portal, in my opinion, is always supposed to be used where if you don't have the pieces you need to fill the holes – that's designed to get you those, but you don't build a team off of just transfers. It doesn't work. And and I think some of that is indicative in uh, 
recent history of the College World Series. Yeah. So let, mm-hmm. let's let's take a real quick look at that. Since 2017, we've had six College World Series. Yeah. We have five different SEC schools mm-hmm. that have won the College World Series out of six College World Series. Five out of the six we've won. The SEC has won. And no repeats. Mm. Florida won it in 17. Vanderbilt won it in 19. Mm-hmm. Um, Mississippi State in 21. We didn't yeah. have a World Series in 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mississippi State in 20, uh, 21. Ole Miss in 22. LSU in 23. Yeah. In that time, not only did we have the the five champions. Yeah. We've also got four runner-ups. Yeah. Yep. And the the runner-ups are Florida, mm-hmm. LSU, Vandy, mm-hmm. and Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Don't remind me. So, so if you look at that as a whole, mm-hmm. in the last six years, mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, Florida, Mm-hmm. And LSU, mm-hmm. all three have a World Series championship and a World Series runner-up. Right. That's just that's. I, I think it's safe to say that those three programs are it. Mm-hmm. And if you look at how those teams have been built, yes, LSU got some pieces in the portal. Yep. Yes, this year Florida got some pieces in the portal. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, you know, basically these three programs mm-hmm. recruit their own yep. and develop their own. Yep. So I think there's some credence to go along with that. Um, again, use the portal to get pieces yeah. and not to build a team. Right. Agreed. So. Agreed. And and we see the results that 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 it happens year in and year out and i know the show isn't about the sec but you can't argue with those facts um right and we're not saying you know sec sec but at the same time we're just presenting the facts. at the same time we are because yeah you know the numbers I mean, don't lie no they don't um and so i i don't know um i saw i saw a number of the other i saw a list the other day and I may still have it. Yeah. Um, let me find it real quick. Well, while you're while you're finding that, let's uh, let's go to break real quick, and then we'll preview our uh, preview the rest of the uh, or this upcoming season, and maybe our give our uh, pre preseason pick before we get out of here. All right. Let's let's hear from ITC real quick. Okay. You know what I like? I like to be comfortable. I also love representing my favorite sports teams. And in the clutch, I am able to have the best of both worlds. In the clutch apparel is your one-stop shop for all things sports. They have officially licensed gear from all your favorite teams and players from the NHL, MLB, NFL, and more. They have sports classic tees from yesteryear and beyond. Check out their full website in the link down below when you enter the promo code Variety Sports. You get 10% off everything site-wise. Feel comfortable with your sports apparel and go over to their website now at endtheclutch.com. And don't forget to use our code VARIETYSPORTS to get 10% off. That's awesome. I'm going to head over there after this and look because i got some t-shirts <laughs> i got to find. So I mentioned some numbers. Yep. And, and here's the graphic I saw. This is what... This is what these programs are spending on college baseball. Mm-hmm. And it's your top 10 programs budget-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there any surprises in there? Mm-hmm. Florida State and how in dire straits they were this year. Other than that, it looks about right. You wow. notice... Eight of the top ten budgets yep. in college baseball mm-hmm. are from the SEC. Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to spend 
four million dollars on baseball in the college game you're not, as your budget, right. yeah. your chances of winning are probably not good. Yeah, and not to not to down the small programs because you know there was exceptions to that. Um, yeah, Oral Roberts being one of them, they don't spend that much money on baseball. Um, Wake Forest, I don't think they do either. Um, but yeah, they, that shows a lot because it also has most, if not all, of who you mentioned before. All your either your national champions or your runner-ups are on that list. Yeah. Um, so it, it just goes to show you, you spend money on a program, it works. You don't spend money on it, you, you have to work t- twice as hard. So, um, all right, well, I guess we will, uh, we've we previewed LSU. Who is, uh, given what's happened so far in the portal, um, given what's happened, just give us a sneak peek and a preview of who you have, uh, being, um, preseason number one coming in. Mm, I'm putting TCU at number one. Wow, that's a good. That's a good because, because I know things. You know, because <laughs> you know things. <laughs> yeah, I, and, I don't, and I think I think you know the same things I know. <laughs> probably, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I think I, if if I'm thinking what you're thinking, then yes, uh-huh. you may have to explain it to me a little later, but. Um, it's, it's getting late, so I'm, I'm trying to keep up with you, but, um, yeah, it's a, uh, I, I think that's a good pick. It's, it's, a, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> that, yeah, right. That would be something. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I, I won't, I won't say that, but that would be, yeah, yeah. that would. So TC, TC is my number one. Mm. TCU for obvious reasons, one. right? Absolutely. Um, man, well, you took mine because I was going to say that too. So I guess I will. I'll I'll partner with you on that, and I'll say TCU is my preseason number one as well. Uh, I think uh, guy Sarlos is just making moves to stay yep. um, a top tier program, and uh, oh, I'm just I'm going to start on my own hashtag. TCU should have hosted because I don't believe that Arkansas should have ever met them in the regional. They should have hosted their own daggum one. Um, so I, I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very optimistic on the upcoming season, uh, being that Arkansas will have the number one recruiting class. I don't know how all the pieces are going to fit together. I know we'll get some of our guys back from injury. Um, I really hope things turn around where the injury bug just does not bite us this time and bites somebody else because I'm I'm gonna name two other teams that I think will be in Omaha. Well let's hear him. Arkansas mm-hmm. and Iowa. Arkansas and Iowa. You think Vandy will be there? I think I mean they're always gonna have a, a chance. Yeah. Um one thing, one thing about this team this year, hmm. we only had three freshman pitchers, mm-hmm. and not a single one got twenty-five innings pitched. Mm-hmm. And that's not the mark of a Corbin team that that has a legitimate chance at getting to Omaha. Mm-hmm. They always get production from freshman pitchers. Yeah, that didn't happen this year. The incoming recruiting class currently has 12 pitchers in mm. It. Mm. and we probably lose two or three to the draft of those mm. 12. but that's nine freshman pitchers you're bringing in right typically the teams that do really well for tim corbin um i'm relatively certain hunter owen won't be back um, I have some suspicions about, uh, Carter Holton, but I'm going to keep those to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if he's in, if he's in black and gold, he's a dude. And then you get these freshmen back. You, de- you got another year of development on guys like Duquesne itch and 
Grayson Carter and mm-hmm. some of those guys. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, Vanderbilt's always going to have that opportunity. Whether they get there or not, it's another story. Mm. Yeah. So I, I think they'll be a top 10 club for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Duke is getting some guys. Mm-hmm. I say Duke. Uh, I yeah. think uh, I think a couple teams to watch next year um, that will bounce back because they did not have very good seasons this year is both NC State and Florida State. I think we'll see them make a lot more noise next year. Um, are they going to be top tier programs? Probably not. I, I think they'll be in the in the mix of good teams um, and that could make a run. Um, but I think there's going to be major improvement on both of those programs, for sure. I think I think Florida State gets back yeah. to being a threat, maybe not nationally, but at least in the ACC. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm not sold on North Carolina State getting there. They just lost. They just lost one of their best players in the portal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. But I I, I don't think I, I would hope that they would have a little bit higher um, <clears throat> expectations moving into next year because this year was just kind of meh <laughs> for them <laughs> for a, a, a you know a caliber program that, that have been in recent years very good so um, man uh, I, I just it's it's just hard pressed as we're wrapping up it's hard pressed it's I mean can't believe it's over like it seemed like yeah. we blinked and it's gone and now we have to get summer ball coming up and all that stuff. And, you know, many players will play ball all year long. because That's what they do. Um, and when I first started becoming a college baseball fan, I didn't realize that. I thought they just took year, you know, took, took time off and uh, enjoyed themselves. Nope. They go and play in summer leagues and then they go play in winter leagues. They go and play all, all over um, different places. So, um they got to keep their arms healthy and so on and so forth. So, as always, we'll, we'll bring you uh, news as we hear it, um, as we see fit. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll continue to, um, you know, bring you the show and maybe in a little, little different light. I don't think it's unheard of. We start talking about some other sports. Um, <laughs> be the Golden Broom Sports Show. You just never know. <laughs> right. Um, We're going to do something for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, we we just we appreciate uh, appreciate you all joining us tonight, um, and uh, make sure you like and follow, subscribe. Um, uh, Chris, how we, how do they how do they find you specifically? Um, do they want to find me, or they didn't want to? Yeah, I mean, I've got two different twitters. <laughs> <laughs> well, three if you count college baseball smack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you can find us at on Twitter. At, College baseball, uh, college smack yeah. at college smack. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me. My personal account is at Bandy Chris Five. You can find me at Southern Boy Sports mm-hmm. uh, at SBS underscore Bandy. We also have the College Baseball Smack uh, Facebook group, mm-hmm. and uh, just so everybody knows what we do. Um, we decided we'd like to honor the champions. And every year, whoever wins the championship, Mm -hmm. their fans get to pick the cover photo for our baseball group. And it will remain the cover photo until such time they are no longer defending champions. Mm -hmm. If they don't make it into the college baseball tournament, the field is 64 their picture comes down right but it will stay up until they're no longer playing next year mm-hmm. and this is the image that the lsu fans selected this year that is that's sweet that is pretty sick let me tell you <laughs> i mean even me being an arkansas that, fan i can say that's pretty sick that may be one of the best ones we've had yeah not um, my color but uh it, it's it's pretty sick so you can find us on YouTube, uh, College Baseball Smack YouTube page. You can mm-hmm. find us over at Variety Sports. <laughs> We're yeah. all over the place and getting out there and growing. 
Yes. And that's all we're here to do is to grow the game of college baseball. It's been successful so far. And, you know, if you don't watch us, watch one of the college baseball Mm -hmm. podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, The boy, the, the guys, Noah Darling and his guys over college baseball central. Yeah. They're, they're amazing at what they do. And Randy Jowers and Jim Cross over it and off the bench. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. They get the players' stories mm-hmm. and not just, you know, they don't just rep their teams over there, but they get players from all yes. over the Southeast. So good. So good to watch them. And we're mm-hmm. all doing it to grow the game. Mm-hmm. So, what do you got? Nothing. Um, I, I just, um, man. I, I this is um, I, I wasn't able to be a part of uh, this show last year or, or how however you know. Um, this is I, actually our first year doing it. So oh, is it? Oh, is it really? Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, well, I am honored to be able to be brought in in the middle of it. I thought you guys did it last year. I guess I didn't didn't know. Um, but this whole podcast deal thing is new for me, um, and uh, I've I've enjoyed the heck out of it. And I look forward to the future and, you know, this is not, uh, not the end for sure. <laughs> Thank you for the warning. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll continue it. And we just, we love the camaraderie and we love that having you guys on and, and, uh, keeping the conversation going. So, um, with that being said, I guess Chris has a final, uh, you know, little, little surprise for us right before we, we head out. Go ahead, Chris. So just know that I'm I, I'm the bandy diehard here, mm-hmm. and I'm just telling you before we hit the close, mm. never forget. <laughs>